You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore daddy. Well, I just want to kick this thing off right away um, with this, just because I've been seeing a lot of people talk about it. I didn't fully understand it. And now having listened to it, I think I understand it less. Um, I want to play this clip by Nick Bosa talking about Packers, quarterbacks, and Jordan Love. What Kyle talks about is is the whole team has improved throughout the entire season. They've gotten a lot of guys healthy, and and they have a lot of the same guys from the past really good teams they've had, and um, a quarterback who does exactly what he's coached to do, which Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Famer and unbelievable, but he kind of went outside of the realm of, of coaching, and and uh, sometimes it's, it's good when you have a guy who, who does what he's coached to do. I am so unbelievably confused at the idea that that is a shot at Jordan Love. I feel like as soon as I saw this, my immediate thought, and I'm right, by the way, after having listened to it, is that this is more a shot at Aaron Rodgers and verification of what everybody... I mean, I am stunned that Packer fans who haven't been like trashing Aaron Rodgers and talking about how Jordan Love... I mean, this is for years people have been talking about how Jordan Love will play better within structure and that's going to make it better. Like, finally you have somebody watching tape who has a defensive coordinator and a head coach basically explaining that exactly what we've been saying for years is true. And you have the opportunity to take it and run with it and be excited about it. And instead you're like, he said Jordan Love's a system quarterback. No, he didn't. What are you talking about? He said exactly what... Many people have been saying for years, in fact, when we drafted Jordan Love in 2020, I made a video saying this. I've been saying it for four years. Many of us have been saying this. Aaron Rodgers does not play within the structure of the offense, and that's the problem. This is exactly what he said. In no way, in no way in the world is this a shot at Jordan Love. Let's take this bit by bit, okay? What Kyle talks about is is the whole team has improved throughout the so the team is getting better. The entire season, they've gotten a lot of guys healthy, and, and they have healthy. a lot of the same guys from the past really good teams they've had, and um, a quarterback who does exactly what he's coached. A quarterback who does exactly what he's coached to do. If you think that's a shot, I mean, I, I just don't know how we've been begging for a quarterback to just do exactly what he's supposed to do and work within the system. And when you have a player saying that that's what he's doing, and we're all excited that that's what he's doing, we're like, hey, 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 we can say it, but you can't. What are we talking about here? Which to do, which 
Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Famer. And- this, this is the important part. If you want to actually know what's going on, why does he preface that Aaron Rodgers is such a great player? Why does he preface that before saying what he says? Unbelievable, but he kind of went... But, he says, but... So if you think this is a comparison, you got a Hall of Famer who did it one way and was great, and then you got Jordan Love who's an idiot. No, he prefaced it by saying Aaron Rodgers, hey, look, he was a Hall of Famer, he was all these things. However, he didn't really work within the structure of the offense, and this new guy does. That's what he's saying. Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Famer and unbelievable, but he kind of went outside of the realm of, of coaching and... I mean, that's that's such a dig at Aaron Rodgers. Look, he's a Hall of Famer and all that, but... He went outside the realm of coaching. The 49ers knew... Listen, this is him (laughs) taking a massive shot at Aaron Rodgers. And if anything, this should give us a lot of hope because the 49ers knew this going into the games in which they played Aaron Rodgers. They knew that that, that the Packers couldn't rely on Rodgers to play within the structure of the offense. It made it easier for their defense to game plan against Aaron Rodgers. He's prefacing the whole thing. By saying, look, he's a Hall of Famer, he's all those things. However, sometimes he didn't really freaking do what he was supposed to do. And uh, sometimes it's it's good when you have a guy who, who does what he's supposed to do. I mean, <laughs> <there's> <laughs> this was a massive dig at Aaron Rodgers, and we all think it's a dig at Jordan Love. That's just insane to me. I mean, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers was a Hall of Famer, however... Sometimes he would get away from coaching and doing what he was supposed to do, and sometimes it's better when you got a guy that just does what he's supposed to do. That's what he just said. What freaking universe are we living in now? I'm so confused by this. I mean, I'm sorry if this was like a big inside joke or, or like a, a big thing where it's all hush-hush and we're like, dude, shut up. We're trying to make him think that he's, you know, we're trying to get Jordan all pissed off. I'm sorry I'm letting the cat out of the bag here. You guys should have told me if we were doing like a thing here, but I'm, I'm just, I'm beyond confused at the level of controversy that apparently Bosa just attacked Jordan Love. In no way did he do that. In fact, the 49ers have been massively complimentary of the entire team from, from start to finish, and that's on purpose. Anyways, let's have a little bit of fun. It is January 18th, and the Packers are still alive. And um, I found a really good song that I wanted to, uh, to share with you. The artist is Trap House Sports. It's from the album Depression. The song is Depressed Cowboys Fan Part 3. Enjoy. I don't understand why we gotta go through this again. Just went through this shit last season. Why we gotta go through this again? How come this team ain't never focused? How come this team ain't never locked in? How come it's always them, bro? How come it's always the pack? Man, f*** it. I swear, bro. Every Damn. two years, we gotta Damn. go through this same Damn. shit, bro. Every then we gotta year. go through this shit. Every single year, every single oh, year, I came on my mind. Gotta go through this year every single year. I'm like, oh, man, gotta send this team bad, 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 bad. Damn, this team trash, 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 trash. Cowboys really this got me mad, 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 mad. All year we got neck, man, this shit here got me so stressed Let me join the team, let me get some reps All you gotta do is send me a text Tell Jerry Jones, give me a call Playoff Dak turned into Drew Wong CeeDee Lamb turned into Jacquees Dak running like a bow-legged geese We always lose to the same damn team Every year it's the same damn thing Cowboys gotta win a game to save your life I hope you made peace cause you f***ing died Man, I thought we was out of frown town It's a round trip, we going back now Dak threw a touchdown for the green Not the money talking about the other team Obviously one of the better known lyricists in the world 
Very happy to uh, be able to showcase that talent on my show. Anyways, uh, big shout out to, uh, you know, whoever that was. Uh, I, I got a special guest here, uh, Clip the Tatman. He, uh, I, I just wanted to get his insights on the game. Clip the Tatman, what, uh, what did you think of the game? We got this guy, Romeo Dubes, right? Running across the center of the field, not a single person near him. Multiple times! Yeah. It wasn't just like once. There was like six plays. This guy dobs, dubs, whatever. He's just running. He's running a slant. I could have fucking ran it. I don't know where our defense was. Dude, you would think that there'd be like, hey, guys, this guy keeps getting open. Kind of in the center. Maybe we like change it up. And he just keeps like, I'm dead. Ready? Ready? Here. Let me show you, let me show y'all with paint here what really, yeah, got it. What slowed us down. You guys ready? Okay. Here, this, this is Dobbs. Ready? This is our defense. Blah, blah, blah. Ready? Here we go. That's it. You see that? You guys see this? That locked our fucking defense up. Don't, oh my God, dude. He's running across the middle of the field. Like, I, bro, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. So thanks for uh, thanks for stopping in, Clip the Tat Man. I appreciate your insights. He just sounded like a really angry, like angrier, believe it or not, version of Bill Burr to you. Just kept hearing Bill Burr. Oh boy! All right, six hundred and seventy-five more fun little clips to play next. What 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 should we go with? Um, how about this one? Darnell Savage talking about uh, Jordan Love and whatnot. How about we listen to that? Uh, speaking of your time in Green Bay, Jordan Love uh, continues to prove he's the real deal. You've been in Green Bay for four seasons. You've played with both the quarterback that was there before him and Love. What makes Jordan Love so special and the leader of this team? Uh, well, what makes him special, honestly, is just um, he's just unfazed by everything. I just feel like nothing can can really knock him off his pivot. Nothing can really bother him. He doesn't really care about too much, but the guys in the locker room and, and the performance he puts out there. Um, and you can tell, like, he, he's out there. He's, he's willing to deal right now. It looks good. It's fun to watch. Hey, for weeks on this show, it was a topic. What's up with the Joe Barry-led defense? What's up with that defense? You guys have put together some of the best performances of the season when it's mattered most. Joe Barry's name has been in the crossfire. It's been on talk radio, all this stuff. Talk about your defensive coordinator and how this unit has rallied around when maybe a lot of people on the outside were saying something that you guys weren't believing inside. Yeah, this is just back to what I was saying with the preparation thing. You know, uh, I feel like we just focused on us. You know what I'm saying? What we got to get done and, and how we want things to look on our side of the ball. And then, you know, what they run, you know, they're going to hit some plays. At the end of the day, they're going to make some plays. But uh, it's about how we uh, make our adjustments and, and communicate on the back end and, and limit them, honestly. And I feel like uh, right now, it's just everything's just working in unison, kind of. So... It's good. It's perfect timing, honestly. So, Yeah, you guys, there's a few of you guys, you're included, that were on those teams that obviously went to the playoffs and had great regular season records. But this Packers team is the youngest playoff team to ever win a game in the Super Bowl era. For perspective, before the season started, your GM, Goody, called you the old man in the Packers DB room. How do you think this young group and this young team has defied the odds this year? Oh man, uh, just thinking about me, me being old is 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 a funny thing. Even in the first place, I mean, I'm only 26, but uh, yeah, it's crazy, you know. And it's like out there watching the young guys; they don't know any different, you know. They don't know any better. They just out there balling, and it's just fun to see them just out there enjoying themselves and having fun. 
And as long as they just keep that confidence, that's the biggest thing as a young player, you know, just having that confidence. And uh, as you can see, there's a through the roof right now. So, Honestly, I was just kind of happy for Savage because I have to assume this is the first time like a national media, NFL media group or whatever, wanted to get Darnell Savage <laughs> to give his perspective on things. So it's cool for him to get that shot, I guess. It's also funny because I was thinking, like, he's not the old man, is he? But then you think about who else is there as far as DBs, and it's like, holy crap, 26-year-old Savage might be the old man. Because you always think, when they talk about young, they're talking about the offense primarily. The, the defenders have been here for a few years, but it's like, yeah, but just a few years. And even that is like, well, not really. I mean, Ford, Savage, Owens is a rookie, Valentine is a rookie, Valentine is young, Jair is young. Lucas Van Ness is a rookie. Rashawn is still young. I mean, he just got his first contract. Quay is is very young. It's basically just what? Devondre and Kenny that are not massively young? And even at that, Devondre's 30. How old is Kenny? Dude's 28. Kenny Clark is one of the actual, like, old, old guys. Oh, Preston, 31. There you go. But it's like, he's two years older than Rashawn. He's three years older than Devontae Wyatt. Kenny's not old. You got Preston and you got Devondre that you could maybe almost argue are old. I mean, it's, it's not just the offense. It's a very young defense, too. Anyways, why don't, we, um, why don't we take a break here? I've got a little Colin Coward before and Colin Coward after coming up. I got a new Colin Coward clip. Um, it's actually Colin Coward and Nick Wright. It's a little bit talking about Aaron Rodgers and all that kind of stuff, but the focus for me is is honestly on, as I've been talking about before, the new media perspective on the Green Bay Packers and how suddenly they're the ones that were right about everything. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So th- this is going to be sort of multifaceted. It's um, 
Number one, ripping on Colin Coward. Number two, again, just kind of showing the shifting landscape and how everything we knew before, we're all now just going to pretend like we, we it, it was always so stupid. So the, the context of the second video clip, which is going to be Colin Coward recently, is trashing Aaron Rodgers for his decision to go to the Jets and how stupid it was. But the interesting part to me is nobody was saying this before. Nobody was saying this before. So let's let's just get to the first clip just to make sure, because I know you guys have been here with me, so we're all kind of on the same page. But just for those of you that are kind of popping in once in a while, maybe you're new here, whatever. I do this every single day, every single freaking day. I know exactly what the media was saying all off season. I got a pretty good finger on the pulse. But just for those that that think that I'm making all this up, and this was always common knowledge, which is nonsense, here is just one person saying what basically everybody was saying. Yesterday, we did the quarterback tiers. That was Mike Sando, the athletic. One of the things that jumped out, and we don't know much about him, but uh, Jordan Love, according to 50 scouts, executives, coaches, coordinators, Jordan Love is in tier four, one spot ahead of Baker Mayfield, two spots ahead of Sam Howell, and two spots below the last player taken, Brock Purdy, two years ago. Jordan Love. Uh, In the Mike Sando article in The Athletic, Mike was on our show yesterday, there is a quote from an offensive person in the NFL. The quotes are anonymous all throughout this. We have no idea what this guy is. My initial read is he doesn't process the game well enough. I don't see a natural, smooth, instinctive player the way he reacts to the defense. I have no idea. But here's what I do know. Detroit and Chicago are going to be better this year in the Packers division, and Minnesota is better. First of all, let's just pause and think about how silly that sounds right now. Minnesota is better. What are you talking? Oh, you talking about last year when they got a bunch of games kind of fraudulently you're talking about that oh my goodness okay and then detroit like you, you will be better and chicago will be better i mean detroit did but it just just the the order in which he said that you would have thought based on what we know now you would say detroit already is a better team chicago and minnesota or minnesota will continue to be or whatever chicago will also be in other words the packers are going to be the worst team in the nfc north this is what everybody said partially because of the team partially because of uh, Jordan Love. They're just not good. So here is now Colin Coward and Nick Wright talking, and they're having a good time bashing Aaron Rodgers. And part of me, again, doesn't mind because it's like, oh, good. They're just proving that we were right all along. But there's also an element of, bro, screw you. This is not, you would not have said this a long time ago. But here is Colin Coward talking about what an idiot Aaron Rodgers is for leaving such an established and amazing franchise to go to such a terrible Jets team. He chose an offense, a defensive coach, not a successful offensive coach, because he wanted the Jets. He liked the Jets. They have one player, Garrett Wilson, that could start for the Packers. One. Green Bay has the friendliest offensive salary cap for the next five years. They're not paying either tight end. Five receivers. The offensive line, all five start over the Jets. Even Aaron Jones, to me, is a bigger, stronger version of Brees Hall. So his football decisions stink. That he really, really believed Jets is going to be a great fit. 
They have so, one player. If Garrett Wilson twists his ankle, they don't have a player that can start for the Packers. So he's he's obviously talking about offense, but first of all, this was true in April and May and June and July and August. And yet I don't remember hearing Colin Coward make these arguments back then. I don't remember anybody making these arguments. I remember Packer fans making these arguments and being told that they were biased idiots, that Rodgers was right for, for two reasons. Number one, it's a much better organization. The Jets can give him what the Packers never could. And also he should leave because the Packers have been so disrespectful to him for years for, not, for choosing not to build around him. You're full of crap if you're going to tell me that that's not exactly what the narrative has been. By 98% of the national media and about 50% of Green Bay Packers fans, they got a better running back. They, got a, they, they have that number one wide receiver. They have better receivers is what basically was said. The Packers are just these young, unknown. And if you think the Packers receiver is going to be good, you're full of crap. You're an idiot. So they got an elite receiver. They got a better group of receivers. They got a better tight end, which was always a joke. They've, they've got a, a, for some reason, it wasn't understood that the offensive line was bad, which is shocking to me. In fact, they were even starting to, to hype up some of the offensive linemen and how good they're going to be, especially among Jets fans. And of course, they have a defense. And the most important thing, they have a GM. They, they have an owner, which is really critically important because an owner will make sure that they give Rodgers whatever he wants. Well, you know what Rodgers wanted? He wanted Dalvin Cook. He wanted Alan Lazard. He wanted Randall Cobb. He wanted a bunch of guys that aren't even on the team or, or are not even playing on the team because they're just not good enough. Now, also to be clear, if Aaron Rodgers played and was playing, they're probably in the playoffs. And there wouldn't be this conversation. It would still all be true. But again, whatever. Colin Coward and these guys are a bunch of disingenuous morons. But also, I'm absolutely loving just the complete 180 shift. Everybody knows. This isn't true, but let's just pretend it was. Because why not? Because it's fun. Because the people that are still dug in, they're just going to get freaking cracked over the head over and over and over again. And I'm not going to run to their safe, their, their, their defense. People that are still dug in that the Jets are a better situation and everything's better over there and everything over here is awful. Now, all of a sudden, you got Colin Coward and the rest of the, the media around who's going to be looking at them going, what are you talking about? This was a terrible decision for Rodgers. He had it so good in Green Bay. He had it amazing. Oh, they, they're so young and inexpensive and talented, the receivers and everything else. He is such a dummy. He would have been in such a great situation. Now, they're wrong, but they're on our side, so I don't care. At the end of the day, it's still a good decision for both parties. The Packers needed to move on. And Rodgers, I mean, he probably should retire, but, you know, he wants to keep playing. He should go play somewhere else. He doesn't like it here. He doesn't like Gutekunst. He doesn't like this and like that and like the, whatever. He wants to be his own guy and tell everybody what to do. And the Packers are a, a, um, an organization that does things the right way and doesn't let quarterbacks make uh, decisions because that's not how you win football games. And we also got a guy waiting in the wings that, turns out is going to be a better situation as it is and younger and cheaper and the whole nine yards so it made sense for the Packers too just want to let him keep talking because it just keeps getting better when you watch Green Bay beat Dallas if you don't believe it's a fluke and you believe it's players that game wasn't competitive Green Bay is stacked with talent <laughs> this is this is a complete you know sometimes we say 180 when something slightly changes it is complete mirror image, polar opposite, 180, just, I can't think of another one. It is exactly the opposite direction 
of what everybody was saying, what, six months ago? Rodgers is an idiot for leaving Green Bay and going to the Jets because the Packers are loaded with talent? (laughs) What? Again, if I was going to be more honest about it, I would say I'd love to see where Colin Coward made these types of predictions. But then, here comes Nick Wright, who is, I think, even more of a fraudulent goofball than uh, Colin Coward is. I, I don't have him on here very often because it's, I don't know, he's just... He's, he's a showman. He's just kind of a goofball. I don't think he's serious. I don't know if he thinks he's serious or I don't know. But here he is kind of after he did like a 10-minute diatribe, giving the same speech that he's given 10 times about Aaron Rodgers, um, actually getting to the point where he says what Colin Coward said. And again, pretending as though you know Rodgers is an idiot because everybody knew this when in fact... I don't remember anybody saying this, including Nick Wright, including up until, you know, five hours ago. So that's not it. Now you mentioned the football thing. So I think that was ego. I don't think it was purely, I think the Jets are better than the Packers. I think it was, he probably underrated what the Packers could be because they were mediocre last year with him. And he doesn't have the self-awareness to be like, well, I was mediocre last year. Hold on. Now, he's right about this. But where was all the support? Every time you and I said this exact same thing, where was Nick Wright and Colin Coward? Where was everybody else when we said this exact same thing? The team was mediocre. Maybe it's because Rodgers was mediocre at best. At best, he was mediocre. I would argue he was kind of bad. Now, yeah, I mean, there were plenty of Packers content creators and Packers fans who were saying it, but excuse me, Nick, right? You're you're just going to jump in here? You're just going to jump in the rally and grab a sign and start, start marching with us all of a sudden? When before we were a bunch of delusional idiots and the Packers were a joke franchise and they were going to the bottom of the basement? I've, I've used clips of Nick Wright as early as, in fact, we've got one very quickly here. But, I mean, we're talking all through the season he's been dogging the Packers. Let, let me give you an example. And the audio is a little jacked up because I'm, I'm stealing the Cheesehead TV uh, clip of this, which is very good. You should go listen to it. But it's, it's easier than me going and digging this out myself. Better than a buy oh. for Dallas. I think this is wow. jo- because I think Jordan Love's good, and I think he's yeah. going to be very good. But it's his first playoff game. It's a road environment. It seems a heavy underdog. I don't see a scenario where not only the Packers win, where it's close. Okay. So th- he's been doing this all year, right? And it, well, he said he's, that he thought Jordan Love was going to be very good. All right, he's saying that now. Do you think he said it three weeks ago? He has been crapping on the Packers all year long, just like every other D-bag national media guy. They have all been crapping on the Packers. In fact, the vast majority of Green Bay Packers media, I'm talking actual like media media, not like podcasters, bloggers. You know, the ones that are actual fans are just biased idiots like me and, and some of the other folks doing this thing. But the real serious media people, they've also been crapping all over this team. They've been wrong. It's amazing how even when they're unbiased, they're wrong. (laughs) Shouldn't you be smarter than me because you're not using bias? It's weird. You should be right more often, shouldn't you? It's just, I don't understand. But, but, But again, Nick Wright has the freaking audacity to sit here and talk about Aaron Rodgers didn't have the, uh, what do you say, self-awareness to realize he was part of the problem. 
Well, maybe he did, maybe he didn't. I don't know. I know he didn't like the organization. He didn't like people in the organization, whatever. You're probably right, but you know you know who else was just like that? You! But again, it's fine. It's fine. Because now Nick Wright is a Packer fan. He's a believer. He and Colin Coward, oh, they always knew. I mean, how could you go wrong with Brian Gutekunst and Matt LaFleur and Jordan Love? Most elite organization ever. I hate them, but I love it. If you can't tell, I'm conflicted. I'm so filled with anger, but at the same time, I'm so happy because we're freaking back. We're back on top and they're just going to grovel. They're going to get back in, in their rightful place of kneeling at the altar of the Green Bay freaking Packers. They got away with it for years of, of going out and talking trash about the Packers and all that, but now they come running back to the altar. Now they're all goot lickers. Now they all got to come running back and licking the man's shoes. And I hate it, but I kind of love it. Yeah, I guess it would just be nice if, if rather than pretending they knew it all along, they would just say something a little more along the lines of this. In the NFC, you have five quarterbacks left. Jordan Love, Jared Goff, the two that play tonight, and Brock Purdy. I'd take Jordan Love over everyone. The only one even close is Jared Goff. And as long as you've got that, that gives you more hope to win these games than you think. Yep. So I'll admit it. I was wrong. All you Green Bay Packer fans that have, A, could you stop messaging me at 3 o'clock in the morning? Your point is just as valid at 10 a.m. as it is at 3. Okay? But I'll admit it. You were right. You were a little biased. But you were right. And I was wrong. You have the quarterback, and this offseason you need to make sure he's locked up for a long, long time. Because the stability of the organization is what is making him so good. You took raw talent and made it into a real NFL quarterback. And Green Bay Bay is going to be a pain in the tuchus for a long, long time. Because that team is so young. Yeah. Uh, The the only part of that I didn't like was you were a little biased. Look, I'm sure some people are just being biased, right? Some people are just saying it for the sake of saying it. And and that's one thing. And I can't speak to who's been messaging him. I've never heard of this guy in my life. It's uh, the sportsocracy, sportsocracy, I guess. I was I was leaning towards Socrates, but I'm like, no, that's not it. Sportsocracy, whatever. But at least allow me to speak for myself. Bullcrap. In no way, in my opinion, have I ever been biased about stuff like that. Because it's very easy to just say what I want to happen and what I think is happening. I have said all along, every step of the way, exactly where my gauge is on Jordan Love. It was low pretty much forever. I didn't like the draft pick, although I quickly came around to it. But even even when I saw the merit, just from a mathematical standpoint, I'm looking at it going, it's really unlikely. But I think I and a lot of other people, while still acknowledging that it's unlikely that he could be anywhere near as good as he has been right now, have also been very adamant in saying that counting him out is bullcrap. And the reason people are messaging you is because you are counting him out, and that's always been bullcrap. But it's not bias to simply come out and say, you're wrong to count this person out. Oh, man, there's so many clips to get through here. Let, let's. This is a, an, an eagle show, so you know it's going to be good. People are saying the final score of the game was 48-32. to 32. No. no. The final score was 27 nothing yep. because that's when everyone knew the game was over. Yep. To me, I considered the second half the start of the Cowboys preseason because <laughs> yep. at that point, their season had already ended. Yep. And I have to say, the second half was a pretty entertaining scrimmage. Terrific analysis, Tony. And you- Anyways, we've had some fun at uh, the Dallas Cowboys expense. Why don't we take a break? We'll come back. I want to get to some calls because we are way behind on calls. There were so many after that win. 
understandably, and I want to try to get through as many as we possibly can. I'm going to have to start doing three podcasts a day to get through the calls and the clips. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's not going to happen. But we'll take a break. We'll be right back. What's up, y'all? This is Dakota, that nerd. What's up? In Tennessee. I, uh... <clears throat> And, you know, it's been a minute since the Packers game ended. I had to watch the Lions game, and they almost earned it for themselves. But, well, I don't know. It's kind of happy for them. They won their first game, playoff game in 32 years, and if they keep playing like that, they'll be knocked out the next round. <laughs> oh, but, uh, yeah, I'm over here. Um, Simi Hyden, my wife's brother, and his two little step gremlins are over at the house because, um, their power went out, and it's freezing cold out here, and there's like an inch and a half of snow. So for Memphis, that's, uh, that's insane. People don't know how to deal. But um, anyway, that was awesome. Uh, Luke Musgrave was cheered in the, the, the locker room um, for not falling over, which I actually cheered for him not falling over. And then I saw that other people... Like, his his peers cheered for him, and I thought that was pretty funny. That is funny. Uh, but um, the one one other thing I wanted to mention, um, other than the fact that Jordan Love is, is a freaking guy. Oh, my gosh, did you see that? Oh, that was awesome, dude. And then he talked for, like, a minute or two in the, after after the game, and he attributed everything to the team because the team's great. Man, I love that man. I really do like him. <laughs> but uh, last thing. So we all know, or most of us do, that Adam Rank, the the, the Bears guy, mm-hmm. um, he's like literally probably the only person that picked the Packers to win this game out of every single talking head that ever picked uh, for this game. He's the only one that picked the Packers, right. which is ironic. Everybody was saying that he was doing so to kind of jinx us. Right. But I'll tell you this. I went to Twitter after we won, and I thanked Adam Rank, I tagged him, and I said, thank you, sir, for nice. being the only one to believe in us. You are a gentleman and a scholar, and you wouldn't believe it, but that man liked my tweet. Wow. See, he believes in us, How y'all. How about that? That's awesome. All right, that's it. Y'all have a nice one. Peace. Well, that was awfully cordial of you, and I think that that was probably a fair thing to do that I didn't even consider doing myself. Now, he did bet against the Packers this week, but we can't give him any crap and call him biased um, because, you know, also, you, you could look at it from the standpoint of he probably saw the Chicago Bears as being a genuinely dominant team and then watched what the Packers did to them and said, that's actually a really good football team, which again is to his credit, um, even if there is sort of a backer, uh, a Bears you know, slant in there somewhere. Um, whatever. It doesn't matter. Again, he decided to, uh, as painful as it must have been, root for not root for but pick the packers and um i think he bought he bought uh whatever you call it good graces or whatever through the rest of the year i mean you know if we beat the 49ers and go on to play the uh the lions or something and he picks the lions it's like all right now you're now you're being a little spiteful but i guess i guess we'll let it slide what up? It's A.A. from Eau Claire. What's up? What a game. What did we just watch today? That was unbelievable. Um, I uh, I used to live in the Dallas area for five years, and um, nothing gives me greater satisfaction than to 
see all of my uh, friends who are Cowboys fans in absolute despair because the Cowboys lost at the hands of the Green Bay Packers. Um, one uh, at one point during the game, I was I was laughing at uh, the looks on the faces of the Cowboys fans on TV, and I was, I was like, "Look at look at the." Look at the sad look on their face. And my wife said, hey, be a good sport, okay? I said, uh, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, it was so great. Um, yeah, they they really must feel like we feel towards the 49ers. I mean, it's the only comparison I could really make. Like, I absolutely... Hate the thought of playing the 49ers and losing in the playoffs again. But, uh, I mean, at least we've gotten to the NFC championship game, uh, several times throughout the last 10 years. Um, and just looking at Jerry Jones, what a satisfying feeling. Just <laughs> that old miser, just. Oh, sitting up there in his booth looking miserable. <laughs> I love it. Go back up. I will admit, I, I felt a sense of guilt at how much joy it brought me to see the misery in the Cowboys fans' faces. I should, as a human being and as a Packer fan who has endured unbelievably painful playoff exits, have some level of sympathy or empathy, whichever one is the right one, I never remember, toward these people and realize, like, it's great for us. But man, I, I, I remember how much that hurt, and it sucks that those people are going through that. But I just couldn't get there, you know? I couldn't, I couldn't get there. For whatever reason, in my mind, these people have been talking trash. They hate the Packers. They were ready to just dunk on the Packers, and they got smoked, and uh, it brought me joy. I'm working on being a better human. Uh you know, I'll keep you posted on the progress. Hey, Ryan, here's Jersey Mike. Uh, I just wanted to say something. Um, I just got home. Finally, sitting down here. I'm uh, no smoking one up, you know, uh, trying to revel in this wind. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to say something to the Packer, Packer community, Packer that community. Y'all are freaking awesome. Um, <laughs> Wasn't sure I, that I was love, like, none of y'all know who I am, but at the same time, I think you do. And it's just nice to be a part of a community like this. Um, man, Ryan, it, 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 it's, thank you so much for, for facilitating this. Uh, I, I don't know that there's a Packers community out there that is like us. I want to, I want to just, I want to sit here and, and, and appreciate that for a little bit. Y'all, y'all are awesome. Y'all are like my Packers family. Um, yeah, that that's incredible. We have a little community here, and it's not little anymore. Ryan, you're getting you're getting big, and uh, I just wanted to shout you out for being a dope podcaster. I mean, the best. Like literally, you're the podcast that I go to for everything. Um, I just like how you say things. I just like how everything is, and uh, I just wanted to throw some appreciation out because it makes Packers wins so much better. 
Oh, we get to all come here and talk and conversate, and, and it's just off. And, and yeah, yeah, this is, I mean, you, you guys have inspired me to go to more games. I realized I went to three games this year, two Packers games. You know, I, I, maybe next year more. I'm going to see y'all at the draft. I mean, I am so excited for the next few years of Packers football and, and this, this community. You guys are great. Go Pack Go, baby. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, I, I agree. It is, it is kind of, uh, it is, I don't know, I, I, it feels weird to, to use such big words as family or whatever, but, you know, it's a pretty cool little community we got here. And, I mean, we do this every day. So as much as it seems weird to f- be like, oh, I actually know this person or whatever, you know, I, I got to meet, um, I've met two listeners in my years, but recently got to meet um, Peter Thomas. He's called in a couple times. I think I, I'm, I really hope. I remember to mention that uh, we went and saw Back to the Future at the Symphony in Milwaukee. I had a whole thing planned out. I was going to talk about it. And then I'm sitting here. I'm like, I hope I didn't just not talk about it for no, for, for no, if for no other reason than to just say thank you to Peter, which by the way, if I didn't, Peter, I'm a jag off and I apologize. And thank you so much. But he got me and my whole family tickets to go see the uh, Back to the Future with the symphony playing in the background, like live music. It was freaking awesome. I would encourage you to check it out if you ever get an opportunity to do something like that. But But there really was kind of a, it just, it didn't feel weird. Uh, aside from like a slight pressure to like be something, you know, which I'm not, which sucks. It did genuinely feel like, yeah, I know this dude. Like we, we've been hanging out for years. So it is a cool thing. And I know like there's, there's also like Packers Twitter meetups and what, whatnot. They all get together and um, see each other at the games and everything. And I have a feeling that that's somewhat similar because I mean, it, it, there, there are people that, you know, maybe I don't know as well as far as like calling in the show or whatever, but I interact with them, whether it be on Facebook or on on Patreon or on uh, on Twitter, and you do feel like you know them as well as you know your own family because you you talk to them every day. And if you even if you don't talk to them, you see them every day. You read their tweets every day and their posts or whatever. So it's a very weird thing, but it's it's definitely pretty awesome. The other thing I was gonna the point I was gonna make about the Milwaukee thing too that I may have already said, but just in case I didn't, I want to look it up and find out what it's called. Third Street Market Hall. We we're looking for a place to eat. We were real short on time. We were w- taking way too long to figure out what we wanted to get. And there was like a restaurant across the street. So like, well, let's go check it out. I didn't know what was in this giant building, but I knew there was at least a restaurant. Bro, the whole thing is like a, it's, it's like a, the biggest food bar you've ever seen. It's like my personal heaven. It's just a massive place where it's just little restaurants everywhere. Anyways, the point is spending time down there. I started to realize I'm not nearly as anti-city as I used to be. I used to hate the city with a passion. A big part of it is like there's so many people and I, I don't do well with crowds, but for whatever reason I was down there and it felt like I had more anonymity in the city than I do like in a small town. Because in a small town, there's not as many people. No, there's not people like physically in your space, but everybody's in your business. Everybody's up in your business. And then there's like some small town Facebook groups. So like if, if you don't, you know, shovel your snow fast enough, there's some passive aggressive post about it always just like, bro, mind your freaking business. Then you go into the city, there's people everywhere and nobody sees you. It's magical. It's like, I'm all by myself and it's amazing. And I love it. So as an introvert, it's like, I like the city because I'm by myself in the city. Nobody cares. Nobody sees you. I don't know. I, I just, it was, it was very, I expected to hate it and be filled with anxiety and everything else down there. I was like, this is kind of dope, man. I'm starting to see the merits. Anyways, that, that was meant to be a conversation from a long time ago, but Moving on, or as in the world, in the words of snacks, 
we march. What's up, Kyle from Madison? What's up? Just listen that Sunday night. Just listen to your your first rant here. Not really rant, but your thoughts on you know taking advantage of this year. Yeah. You know this year. Now you have as good a chance as you've had you know in a while for making a run in a championship as improbable as it is. And I have to tell you, I was thinking that all day since the game that you know you're here. You got to. You got to take your shot now. Right. You're playing with momentum like hell. You got to punch a chance at this thing, considering how much luck we know it takes. Yeah. Skill and right. luck and momentum to get in there. Well, you got just as you got enough of it right now as you're ever going to have. <laughs> you know, right. and it's legit momentum, youthful momentum. So I'm not saying the expectation is you win a championship, but. I think you're right. I think you're 100% right. We know. Well, and the idea that, like, well, just think we're going to be better next year. It's like, we don't know that. Even if we, we can very safely assume that some things will improve, which I think is somewhat safe to say, the, the way that the team is playing right now, this late into the season, the postseason, like, it just, even from a health standpoint, we look at it as a terrible year with health. Right now, we're a very healthy football team. You know, obviously minus David Bakhtiari, but considering I don't really even see him as a part of the team anymore, as you know, unfortunate as it as that is, I don't I don't see him as being a part of the team moving forward. And then, as you also said, like luck is such a major variable that we just ignore a lot. Like, well, we'll be better, so we'll have a better shot next year. Well, we might be better, not definitely. We might be better, and even then, all we're doing is is shifting the odds marginally. Because luck is such a major factor here. So be good, which you are, and get lucky. So I'm, 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 I like the house money thing. And I think prior to Dallas, I was very much all in on the house money thing because I just didn't see the path. Um, going from Dallas to San Francisco to even the next team, which would be like the easiest of the bunch. But even that has got to be like a 50-50 thing if it's Detroit or Tampa. Um, I mean, we, we beat Detroit, but we could easily lose to that team. We lost to Tampa. We could easily beat them. And then having to beat a team like Baltimore or, or the Chiefs or whoever, like it's it's a really tough run. But now you get over that hump and you beat Dallas and you do it in such an unbelievably convincing way to where you look at it and say, this is a, I, I don't care if certain things are going to improve down the stretch. Maybe we're going to have a better defense, which would be really important in your ability to win Super Bowls. This is a white-hot football team, and it just can't be treated like house money anymore. I mean, that's still true insofar as if we lose, there's still a lot to look forward to. But um, it's, I think it's also true at this point that this, this is and will be one of the better shots we've had at a Super Bowl um, in a long time and for a long time. Well, from history, and especially the history of this team, you know, when you get that youth movement and it just kind of hits this certain sweet spot. I, I'm positive if Rodgers doesn't get face masks in 2009 and some of that ball gets oh, Arizona, yeah. we win the Super Bowl. Oh, year. yeah. Honey, you'll never convince me we wouldn't. Yep. The Saints knew it. You talk to those Saints players, they didn't want nothing to do with the Packers that year. You know, um, I think they would have won it two years in a row. And, like, that was probably a year too early also. so And this is a different team, though. I mean, you got to take this momentum. I 100% agree with you. Shoot your shot while you're here. And, you know, it shouldn't be the expectation, but, like, understand, you know, they've got a chance at this thing. Like, they really do. All right, peace. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been saying that for, for a long time now. I went back and looked at what I thought to be the back, the Packers' best opportunity to win it. Um, and the, the three years that stood out were 
the two years we won a Super Bowl, I mean, you know, in recent history, and then it was 2009, and that comes down to defense, right? That's what those three teams have in common is the offensive and defensive characteristics. And, you know, if you think about it from that standpoint, whether it's true or not, it's certainly at least potentially true. The fact that that was year two and Rodgers' actual, like, first really solid year as a quarterback, they easily could have looked at that too as like, hey, look, it's that sucks, but it's year one. Like, they're going to they're gonna be back numerous times. And to think they're going to win it next year and never again with Rodgers. You just don't think about that in terms of, you know, Obviously, if you actually sat down, well, how many Super Bowls do you think you're going to win? You're not going to, well, like six or seven. Nobody's going to say that. But again, if you think about it in those terms, I mean, Jordan could play till he's 35. That's 10 years. That includes this year, which means there are nine more opportunities. Let's assume a couple of these years are bad because of injury or whatever the case. We're not going to the playoffs every single year. So let's say we go to the, the playoffs six more times. How many times do you think you win a Super Bowl? Maybe one? Maybe one time. And and again, like the idea that Rogers should have had like three or four and, and you know, with a better situation, we're going to win three. Listen, a dynasty is possible, but it's really, 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 really unlikely. Maybe we see like a, a, a Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs thing or a, a Tom Brady thing, possibly. But I think more realistically, if you have a good team with a good quarterback is you win one, maybe two. If you've got an opportunity here, if you miss out on this opportunity, you may not get another one. I shouldn't say opportunity, but yeah, there's no guarantee. I mean, it might. the answer might be zero. You could try six times and just not quite get there. That, that could include a Super Bowl loss, you know, or some other little fluky things going on. You know, the, the, the defense lets you down. The special teams let you down. I mean, there's more than six teams in the postseason. You don't have a one-in-six shot. So the bottom line is you just cannot take these opportunities for granted. Because as good as Jordan Love looks, as good as this offense looks, as good as Matt LaFleur looks, as good as Brian Gutekunst is, there just isn't a guarantee that a Super Bowl is just going to fall into your lap just because you're good at this thing. That's not how it works. So you're here, you're good, freaking hit the gas. Because again, you look at Aaron Rodgers, 2009, that was that was maybe the best missed opportunity. 2010 was the Super Bowl. 2011 was maybe the best offensive performance we've seen. And it was all downhill from there aside from 2020. They had good years, they had good seasons, but 2009, 10, 11, that was, that was it. That was peak Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay Packers. There wasn't a better three-year stretch. So can it and will it probably get better? Sure. Do we know that? No, we don't. This might be your best shot. Get it. You're right. I, I don't know if I'm the only person calling right now. I, 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 can't, I can't imagine I'm the only person who can't sleep right now. Oh my God! I'm watching. I'm watching these videos. I'm watching. I'm watching Chad and Sharp and Chad Ochocinco argue about how garbage the Dallas Cowboys are. I'm watching <laughs> Rip, Richard Sherman apologizing and saying he was wrong. Oh man, on his podcast, and then I just tuned in to the locker room. The 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 way that this locker room treats each other. Ooh, wow. Yeah. Matt LaFleur, okay, he I think he's corny as all as all hell. Sure. When it comes to when it comes to hyping the team up after a win. But man, he, he he just he goes out there and he's a hype guy. I he's hyping up all these guys who just went off. Yeah. It's nice to see him do that. And it's nice the players, you know, going out you you see Savage just just smiling from ear to ear, <laughs> dapping up everybody. You, 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 I, I don't know who it is. I, I think it's 
I, I have no idea. Honestly, maybe it's LVN, but in the middle of, no, it, it's not LVN. I don't know who it is. But the dude in the middle with the tattoos, the white guy, he's tall as hell. Um, he's hyping everybody up. Is that, is that Kraft? There's gotta be Kraft. Maybe. I don't know why I can't tell right now. But oh my God. I, I, I love these clowns. I love them. They're so happy. The way that they talk about each other, the way that they treat each other, I don't think an Aaron Rodgers team ever did this. Uh, and there, there is something good about this young football team. They have each other's backs out there. They're warriors. I love this. Opag vote. Well, and just piggybacking off the last call, I, I remember when a Aaron Rodgers team was like this early. Real early, right? Back when they were on the, the Sports Illustrated cover or whatever whatever that was, when those guys were there, I mentioned several times how I saved the newspaper article where um, the receivers all went to go hang out at Jordy's farm. They all hung out together. Like they were, they were close and it was, it was just a general young team. We heard about the offensive line. They'd always get together and play board games and stuff. Like it was a, it was a young team full of young guys that just liked hanging out and being, being young dudes. Like they just liked to have fun and they were. And then, you know, as, as time goes on, you get people who become super massively rich superstars and that changes things. You got a, an age dynamic where you got some really old guys and some really young guys and some in-between guys and, um, you know, you've you've got just uh, just things change, you know, and um, so again, kind of kind of piggybacking again off that last call, another re because because it's gonna change someday. Jordan's gonna be thirty five, and he's gonna be working with guys that are twenty two, or you know, he'll be thirty two working with guys that are twenty two, and there's gonna be a, a dynamic there. And Jordan's been through so much crap, and he's been to so many playoffs, and we've had so many playoff exits, and. He's tired of the same old crap and the same old rah-rah. We've been through multiple coaches and offensive coordinators and GMs and owners or, you know, whatever the freaking title is, CEO or whatever. You know, and it's he and Jaden Reed who are just sick of the young guys who don't know what they're doing and, you know, Zach Tom or whatever. But now is when it's new and it's fresh and it's exciting. And they're, you know, the, the other thing that I saw that was actually really exciting and kind of interesting was they they showed all the guys coming in afterward down the... Uh, the the hallway into the locker room and they showed how all the young guys are screaming and they're hyped and everything. And Devondre, who, as I mentioned, is one of the only guys that cracks 30. He's one of only two guys. And he comes around the corner with his head down. And he goes, I'm so freaking tired right now. Like he just, he felt like he was going to die. These guys can go all day. They can go. Th- these, these are young kids that can stay up all night partying and go play in a football game the next day. Right. Whereas on the other side, you've got guys and, you know, every team has young guys, but, you know, you got some guys that you get into the postseason and they start to fall apart. And maybe the reason is their bodies are broken down. You know, when you're 32 years old, your body isn't the same as when you're 22 years old. All the lack of sleep that you've had, all the the beatings and the the bruises and everything else. And the season, you know, you hear from guys like Rogers and like Favre. I mean, the season just wears on you. And, and the the decision whether to retire or whether to come back largely just comes back to, like, do I even want to put up with this crap anymore? Like, I love the roar of the crowd. I love all the good stuff. But, man, all the work and all the grind and the freaking cold and just get beat up, like, I'm just sick of it. I don't want to do it anymore. Other teams have that. We don't really have that right now. So, you know, again, a lot of things are going to improve, but some things are about as good as they're ever going to be right now. It's Jersey Mike again. Sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I can't help myself. Uh, Romeo Dubs, I've never watched a press conference with him. He is so awkward in front of the camera. (laughs) 
Um, I, 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 I don't know if he just hates cameras. I, I, I feel him. I don't like cameras in my face either. Uh, I'm not that kind of guy. Um, which is why it was hard for me at the game. Anyway, um, <laughs> I gotta say this though. I completely understand it. I completely understand why Romeo Dubs does what he does sometimes. Uh, he, he is, I've been mad at him sometimes this season, but, but geez, he, he is, he, he's going out and proving that he's one of the group. He's one of the group. At minimum, it's who? Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs, Jaden Reed, and then Davia Wicks. And, and we got Bo Melton sometimes, and we got Maliki sometimes. I don't even care about Samore Torre. Put him on the practice squad for all I care. But this <laughs> is just the oddest bunch of players, and they gel so well. <laughs> just just had to say it again. Go back, go. Yeah, Romeo's a bit of an anomaly. Um, everybody's got their own kind of DNA and characteristics, you know? I mean, just even on the field. Like I said, Wix is a consistently good guy, and Romeo is, is very boomer bust. You know, he's one of those guys that... Proceed with caution if you're going to talk trash about Romeo Dobbs, which is why I, I predicted his breakout game, because it's like, I that's just what he does. He goes quiet, and then he, when he has a good game, it's an amazing game, and he hasn't done that in a while. Plus, you got Christian Watson coming back, which is going to help, you know, which I think it did. But he was just due. But it is it is interesting to see the dynamic, the different guys, and how they operate. And yeah, he's he is a... Uh, Romeo Dobbs at his best is is a sight to behold. Sometimes you kind of forget, I forget, you know, you look at Romeo and it's like, yeah, you know, he's, he's good, not great. But I think that's just kind of averaging out his performance. But you look at Romeo Dobbs at his best, he's a pretty, he's a pretty talented guy. Hey, Ryan. Peter from Brazil here. What's up, man? Man, I had a blast yesterday. That was so awesome. That was <laughs> incredible. I absolutely love it. But today I'm calling... Because I'm I'm starting to think that yeah we we might win we might win the Super Bowl this year you know I know the 49ers are probably the best or the second best team in the league right now they have a really good defense and incredible offense we usually lose to them in the playoffs and they're playing at home and da 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 okay I know all that but you know what. This is playoff football. We are three games away of a Super Bowl. And the confidence that our team is having right now, when you play with confidence, things just go right, you know. And yeah. I don't think there's any team right now that's with a, a, a higher height and a higher confidence than the Packers. I, I just don't think so. I think our team is young. And they just don't 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 care, you know. Like they they don't, don't they're not feeling the, the the pressure. They're like, okay, let's just do it. We're good. They are, you know, they are gunslingers. And and given Sunday, you know. Yep. So I think that if if we win the the Forty ers this week, and I think it's possible, although uh, I. Also think it's possible we have a huge breakdown and the 49ers trample us that Christian McCaffrey will run for I don't know. And that was that was true last week, and that's that's the big thing for me too. Is it's like every time I get too hyped up, it's like okay, but this is a different animal. It's like that's true, but that was true last week too, and look what happened. 
So, um, I that that that's why I just kind of keep coming back to just keep being who you're being, and you can win this thing. But yeah, I mean, a, 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 an implosion can happen, and you're worried about like overextending and talking Super Bowl just to get embarrassed. But that doesn't really make it any less true. It's still true that you were good enough to win, and it's still true that um, it was a good idea to to obviously push all the way in and see if you can get it. Um, but that 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 doesn't mean you're immune from just having a bad day. I mean, Dallas could have won it. Dallas was a good football team. They they just imploded. They had a bad day. No, I'm not saying that's why the Packers won. The Packers deserved the win, but they obviously didn't look motivated. They uh, were missing passes. The, the pick six was absolutely absurd to throw that pass. CeeDee Lamb was dropping everything thrown his way. So don't need to apologize about, you know, saying that they can win and, and the talent that we've seen is good enough, but also acknowledging that they might have a bad day and we could get embarrassed. Like, both of those things can be true at once. 100 yards or something. Uh, I think that's possible, but I think we, we might win. And yeah. if we do, I'm not sure that any other team can stop us in the NFC. Uh, I think if, yeah, that we, if we win the 49ers, we will win the Lions or the Eagles or the Tampa Bay. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, I'm pretty confident. So that's it. And if the defense starts keep playing like that, I'm not sure that the Packers are not the best team in the NFL right now. Yeah. Because we, we do have the best offense right now, I'm pretty sure. And the defense has had a, like, a really good stretch of, stretch of three games right now, three, four games. So let's see. Go back, go. Yeah, and I keep thinking, you know, again, it was it was – if you beat Dallas, then you're for real. And you beat Dallas, and it's like, okay, but like for real, though, 49ers are different. It's like, okay, well, if you beat the 49ers, then it's different. But it's not going to be. Because if they win that game, and let's say they, they go on to beat Tampa or the, the Lions, and then they face Baltimore, it's going to be the same thing all over again. Like, congrats on on like beating the 49ers by however that ends up happening. But, I mean... Lamar Jackson is a different kind of animal. This defense is just different. Like you just have not faced something quite like this before. So there's always just going to be the, the the seeds of doubt. But you know, are the Packers the best team in football right now? I don't freaking know. Are they good enough to win? Yes. It's it's more about consistency than anything else. I'm not worried about their talent level. I'm worried about can they continue to play this way three more times against some of the best opponents in the NFL. That's the really difficult part, but it's difficult for it's difficult for the 49ers. It's going to be difficult for the Lions and for Tampa and for Baltimore and for the Chiefs and for the Bills and for everybody and for the Texans. That's that's why only one team gets to win the Super Bowl because only one team is going to be able to actually execute that. Of all the best of the best and the Packers are one of those teams, only one of those teams is going to be able to execute exactly that. Can you be consistently good enough? Can you be at your best offensively and defensively especially? coaching, quarterback, across the board, whatever. Can you be consistently good enough for three straight games? One team's going to say yes to that. Anyways, why don't we get out of here? Uh, You guys have a good rest of your day. I will talk to you tonight, tomorrow, whatever. Have a good one. Bye-bye.